All right, that's all that I'm using because it's licensed. All right, what's up? <laughs> Y'all can guess what itch your song that is if you want to. Send me a DM, tweet, the Mind of Monty Podcast. This is your boy, Monty G, in the building for a great Wednesday. No, well, Thursday edition, but, you know, recapping the stuff that would happen on Wednesday. Why are you looking at me like that? In the building? I am in a building. You act like the building changed. Okay, what I was about to say. Here, present. Nah, nah. In the building. At the, in the foundation. <laughs> up the stairs. Okay. I'm in here. That's the point. We back for another edition of this beautiful, beautiful podcast that we know and love and that we just love putting together for you. Let's get down to the heartbreaking action that happened in New Japan right now. Because if you didn't notice, that's your first hint about what that song was. Somebody from New Japan. Let's go. All right. First, let's just start by saying there was no happy ending for this show. <laughs> there was no happy any moment for this show. Well, I wouldn't say happy because you can still be happy from this show. But, yeah, the baby face is suffering. There was no happy ending. That's what I was going to say. Um, First. You, mean? you just said it. No, no, no. No, no, Anyway. Um, the big three title matches were... Shingo Takagi versus Show for the Never Open Weight Championship. Now, I was rooting for Show because Show had beat him twice. He was like, All right, I'm going to go in this boss fight and I'm going to go ready. But Show, Show wasn't ready. He lost it. So. And I don't know. See, this is why I don't like your happy thing. That was a happy ending for me. Not for me. <laughs> I'm, you know me. I'm LIJ till I desire. Let's go, Shingo. Then, it was a, it was a great match. First of all, every time they fight, it's great. They're gonna yes. half kill each other. Two powerhouses. Just, exactly. But they like, but they not power. They not just powerhouse. It's not a hoss match. It's like two agile powerhouses, and like Shingo is just one of them dudes who hit like he a hoss, but he not a hoss. Like mm-hmm. kind of like Ishi, but uh, but Ishi kind of count as a hoss. I leave it alone. But anyway, the point is. We not only did we get that beautiful match, and uh, and like I like I said, the last of the dragon. Once it, once that's hit, you already know it's over. That's why it's the last of the dragon. I'm glad I got that figured out because I was mixing up names while we were watching the show. But <laughs> we found out that we got us a new. And I love the way New Japan. New Japan always no time letting you know who next. Because mm-hmm. right as soon as he was celebrating at the ramp, he get his belt stolen from by Despy. So like you said, I guess I kind of I gotta conform to your happy ending. Even though I was happy with the finish of the match, it wasn't a happy ending because there go Suzuki Goon, aka El Despy, taking his title. So we that that leads us to believe that Shingo will be taking on El Desperado in the future. And if you know anything about uh, when Shingo was a super junior, you know he got a history with. You know, this me. So it's gonna be good. I can't wait. Um, I also love how there's so many juniors or quote unquote juniors challenging Shingo now for this never open because I feel like the never open wasn't. Um, well, it's for everybody. That's why it's open. I but know, but it I wasn't this many junior uh, no, challengers no, back to back. But to, to back. be fair, when things are normal, New Japan got so many belts. Mm-hmm. It's hard to really, you know, like I get, you know what I mean. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like they got the tag belts, the regular trios. junior belts. Trio belts that's one that are junior is usually like one junior involved in. Sometimes usually like two heavyweights and one junior or something like that. So sometimes, sometimes, um, right? Sometimes. Then we had Dangerous Tickers, Tai Chi and Zack Saber Junior versus um the Golden Aces, Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. Um, y'all, the Dangerous Tickers won. It, you know what? The, what's so funny is the baby faces, Tanahashi and. Kota Bush, not only since the fans have came back, but this night they were so happy for the pe- to see the people. They were. That's the beauty of this match, just to see how how happy and how baby face and just we're gonna work hard and beautiful. Like they did a great. First of all, the match was as good as you would expect, but you know the ending was brutal, and so you know Zach don't Zach and Taichi. That's one thing they are dangerous techers for a reason. They don't care. They really are brutal. They they try to hurt everybody. I like them as tag team champions. Like we said, the storytelling with Tai Chi himself just as a character. The fact that this is Zach's first, you know, gold in Japan. Like he had, he had the, the uh, Rare Pro belt. He won a New Japan Cup, but this is his first time winning an IWGP title. 
uh, of any sort. So it's just it's just great. It's great to uh, to watch the growth. Like I said, we've been watching this now for three, four years, well, a legit four years probably now. And just to see the growth of somebody like Tachi, when we first started watching, Tachi was pretty much a joke. He would come out, he would sing, he was a he was still a I think still a junior when we first started. Yeah. And uh and he would lose a lot, you know, kinda like what we talk about with Yoshihashi. But you know, but Tachi, you know, got in the heavyweight division, got became way more brutal. Uh when Iska, who we talked about recently, retired, he passed over the claw and that was the equalizer. Well, not the thing that put them over the hump was that nice claw, even though they did the uh Zach driver uh comp, super kick combination they like doing uh to finish it. It was still you know the dirty deeds, as I like to say, because they it's nobody like they use that word in Japan. Like when we look at the subtitle comments, they love saying dastardly. The definition of dastardly is Tachi, yes, <laughs> he is the definition of dastardly. Like it, you know, it's a couple of guys, but maybe the whole Suzuki gun, maybe. But really, Tai Chi, because it didn't matter what match in, in the New Japan Cup or, or like uh, not even just this one, but the G1, I think, last year, Kanemaru interrupting his matches, helping yeah. Tai Chi win. Yes. Uh, you know, the like, New Japan Cup this year, getting help, like, you know, all the way until he finally got caught up with Sonata. Like, he do not care. He's very dastardly. I love Tai Chi, and it's just it's beautiful to watch the storytelling. Just, and that's what I'm saying. Just that his character in itself has had great storytelling. Right. Um, so it's just crazy. And then just to take it back, when, when Doki was in the um, Best of Super Juniors, Tai Chi would put himself out on commentary. <laughs> yes, just to come help Doki. Exactly. Distract Pete Darrell for, you know, he threw the weapon in on a, a couple of times. He's just, like you said, the definition of just being dastardly. You know, yes. he's just great at that. And, uh, yeah, uh, I love the evolution of Tai Chi. I agree, um, but the fans were not happy about that win. <laughs> no, they were not. They were Ooh. not happy. Uh, um, the uh, Suzuki Goon was happy, but they were not happy. Yes. And uh, them not being happy continued. <laughs> exactly. So the final match of the uh, the night was for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Double Double uh, Championships. Um, it was. Evil, so I don't. We didn't tell you, but Evil won the whole New Japan Cup. He beat Okada because Okada got caught slipping because he ain't watched the tape. I think we warned you guys well enough that that was the case, though. Yeah, that, that might be the case. But Okada got caught slipping because, like, you can't sit there and say <laughs> I didn't see all his matches from that. But not even besides that, because Okada, even if he did watch all the matches, would not have been ready for the tease for what was to come but, with Evil when the Bullet Club showed up because he didn't just. Hit him in the techers. He didn't just hit him in the techers like he did Goto and you know and Sonata and all that. No, he did all of that and Gato and friends. Ujiro, Ujiro is the one. You know, speaking of that, shot the storytelling now. Ujiro uh. is the first one to turn on Okada, and he's offended now that Okada never challenged him after that. And I'm just like. Wow, like I forgot that in my head too. So, and he's like, so also, oh, Okada, you think you're better than me? And I'm just like, who writes it? Like, Gato, whoever come up with this stuff is just beautiful. Like, that's just, that's so great. Like, it's something I didn't even think of, but it makes so much sense because Yujiro started the whole, he's the first Japanese person to ever jump to Bullet Club. Wouldn't, no, wouldn't be no Gato over there. Wouldn't be Taiji probably if it wasn't for Yujiro. So, Yujiro, like I told you, he, I told you, Yujiro probably had a hand in recruiting evil. Yujiro oh. is the original turn code. It makes sense. Spoiler. Evil is now Bullet Club. Exactly. <laughs> and and Evil is now the, the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental. It may be the evil era, as Tama Tonga has been saying. If Chicken. anybody keep up with Tama Tonga, he's, pro- he's spoiled it a thousand times on end for you. Uh, but is it the evil era? What is he doing up at one in the morning? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Tom has going on. Ever since he shaved the beard, I have not. I have no clue what's going on with with Tom. I I I digress. (laughs) But yes, oh what a what a match it was, and uh, the way it was done, it was drawn out. It was nice and dramatic. Naito had the match won, and Mm -hmm. it. But Evil was just relentless in his pursuit of not only hurting Naito, but throwing Naito hurting red shoes so he could. Hurt my toe. Mm-hmm. Just one time he tried to throw uh Bushi. Uh no, it was before that, but he tried to throw Naito into the ref. 
But, you know, Red Shoes got out the way. <laughs> then the second time, he just straight up grabbed Red Shoes' face while he dick kicked Naito. <laughs> like, he was just relentless. And then I think, uh, what, hold, hold, who made the run first? It was somebody. It was, no, no, this is what happened. So, <laughs> no, we talked about it. No, uh, no, no. Jado, Jado, made the slowest run in in New Japan in like in any wrestling history. It wasn't a run in at all. It was a walk in. He took his sweet time. He took so much time that I believe Taji Ishimura probably wasn't even supposed to run out there. He just was like, Jado, you taking too long. I'm going to go jump and do, an, do a move. So he ran past Jado. <laughs> Did a couple moves before Jado could even get ready to, to swing the cane. Bruh. And then by the time Jado was ready, here come Romo, who got down to the ring before Jado could even do anything. And he beat both of them up. Hiromu, who's a great, by the way, LIJ soldier. Shout out to Hiromi. Hiromu, you gotta be Naito's best friend. And we'll explain that a little bit more in a second. Oh, I but cried, y'all. I, yes, yes. That even, and that became a great meme. It is a great meme because Hiromu is all of us when stuff just don't go right. <laughs> like, that's just all of us in the house just screaming like that. That's us when things not right, I promise. But anyway, besides that, before we get there, <laughs> this swole Bushi come out. By the way, and I knew it from the beginning. I was telling him, either Bushi, not only was Bushi not tan enough, because Bushi loves his tans. He does. Not only was Bushi not tan enough, and we didn't see the hair creeping out of his mask that he has. Yeah. This dude was way too swole to be Bushi. <laughs> Who thought that was Bushi? I don't care if it was. But anyway, it, they made it look like Bushi was turning on Naito too, when in reality it wasn't. Evil did his whole his nice trinity of, you know, Stomp to the balls, and then everything is evil. And that was it. It was over after that. Wasn't much left to Naito. Naito got straight screwed. And, uh, you know, that's what leads me to believe that long-term, Naito may get another shot at this. Because they, uh, it, honestly, it just, come on now. It went wrong. We we obviously know that, uh, it like, when you get screwed to this extent, it's kind of like what happened to old college. Remember when Jay White first screwed him? Like we all knew that it wouldn't, it may not be now, but eventually Okada was gonna come back and what he did at Master Go ahead, yeah. took it back. I want Okada to not Okada. I want Naito to win the G one. Yes, I either want him, exactly. I either want Naito to come back with Avengers and win the G one, or you know, either way it go, I want him to end up and it'd be perfect. Like you said, he win the G one, they go to Wrestle Kingdom and they do this again, and uh, you know, we'll see how it works. But I want. I'm on Naito to win the G1 and all of his competitors be Bullet Club affiliates. That would be nice if you get like a, a bracket with mostly Bullet Club yeah. people. Uh, but also, I do want to highlight who who's next. Like we said, Hiromu just screaming with emotion, unbelievably hurt, just like we all was. He wanted he wanted Evil to explain why. Why are you doing this? I, you wanted the reason. Like this broke my heart when he was like this. Like we like when I think Milano or whoever said they from the same or uh, around the same young line class. And 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 he Hiromu backstage was like evil. The only reason why he joined Lij was to fight with Naito and Evil, and that just really put that dagger in your heart of like, wow, Evil really just turned on him. And then then Evil makes it worse by not caring at all. He wouldn't even answer Hiromu's challenge. Just left him with the cold shoulder. And then even though he went backstage and said, sure, I'll, I'll end you quick. That's my point. Evil don't care. He's just heartless. Like he, It makes you feel like, what has he been just sitting around here faking on them? He was the first LIJ member. He was. And this is like, he's just so heartless towards how, them now. That fast. How, how long, Evil? So evil. Yeah, right, long? right. Oh, my God. When, when Haram was like, how long have you been planning this? I was like, oh, my goodness. They tugging at your heartstrings with this. But, yeah, all I got to do is say I commend New Japan for the decision because it, it couldn't have been an easy decision to uh to do this, first of all. And second of all, I got to commend, like I said, I know, you know, Gato and whoever, the long-term storytelling, the continuity, they do such a great job. And just salute to uh, New Japan for doing a great, great job again. And I can't wait to see what's next. I can't wait to see the summer struggle thing I see on this schedule. Whatever it is that's coming, I cannot wait to see it. I know we're getting – uh, Gaijin-less of New Japan, but, you know, I, I, I'm i not saying I don't miss the Gaijin, because, yes, I do. I miss a lot of my, like, Juice Robinson, Dave Finley, the, the like we said, the Jay White, Tama Tongas of the world. Mox. Mox. Yeah, exactly. The U.S. champion. We haven't seen him in a while. I understand it. I can't wait until the travel, but I can't wait till things are just normal in general in wrestling. 
man, because wrestling just, you know, you know what I mean? Like, right, right now, don't it suck? Like, for Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, and uh, EO, all the great champions, you know, even Sheeta, the AEW, you know, even Moxley's run. Most of this stuff so far has been no crowd, weird time. You know what I mean? Even Naito, for most of his run, for him to have to be at home. You know what I mean? Exactly. That sucks. So I can't wait till everything is normal. Because pro wrestling, uh, you know, even though we have a lot of problems right now in our, in our community, we definitely have, you know, if you want to focus on what's going on in the ring, we've got a lot of ups, you know, upside to what's going on in the ring. Uh, anyway, let's get into the good old NXT. <laughs> I'm going to call this Wednesday Night Weaponry. Okay. Because they were... Wednesday Night Weaponry? They weaponry. were... They were firing shots. Uh, this is one-sided. Yeah, it was one-sided, yeah, it was one-sided though. Then, yeah, it was mostly <laughs> AEW, but yeah, I got you. And I don't even think that was a shot at, at the, at the at NXT as much as a shot at the fans who be... <laughs> Who be coming yeah. at them? I felt like that was more of a lot, like, oh yeah, you idiots keep bragging and on how they won the Ravens War when you know we'll get to it. But still, that's, that's not necessarily like that's why I said weaponry instead of war, right? Right? Because it's not necessarily a diss like, at it, NXT. Anybody can get shot, right? I see what you're saying with with the weapons that they throwing, um, or firing. I guess I should say. First off. Uh, our double champ of NXT opened up the show. Keith Lee did some announcing. Yeah, uh, did a great job of setting the scene, reminding everybody with who that big match last week was dedicated to. Showing you know, off. rest in peace to uh, his his trainer and uh, you know his, his grand grandma. his grandma who, who that match was dedicated to. And uh, you know, he basically the whole point of the segment was to set up another great encounter between him and. Uh, Dijakovic, Dominic Dijakovic, and uh, they they mention a lot. Like we know you're not sure what's going on with your career and all that. So do jumping the raw and stuff be their decision? That's the way they just talk. That's the way they made me feel when they kept saying you're not sure what you're doing with your career. We know it ain't their decision. So what what do you mean he just waiting to figure out what to do with his career? I, I guess sure. they mean he just need a new story to sing his teeth into. But either way, they're not uh, sure what he wants to do. He set that up for the rest of the night. And are we gonna get into that match now? We're just gonna go in order. We're going to go in order. Okay, then what's next? Then we had Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes. Yeah, great. Oh, my goodness. I enjoyed this match so much. Uh, and I actually understand why. there. And I don't want to say Damian Priest is a babyface because he still, you know, has the same mannerism. Even his little speech after the match where he kind of called out whoever won the title match, you know, was still in his, uh, you know, Cocky fashion that he that he mm -hmm. talks, but the match was great. Him and uh, Trevor Lee, I know, I know it's Cameron Grimes, but Trevor, I like. Tre I told you he just feel like a Trevor to me so much. Bro. Him and Trevor, <laughs> punishment and Trevor. I'm gonna change both of their names back to their old names because <laughs> I like both of their old names better. But anyway, no punishment is not a good name. Not a thing. Punishment about. is not but, a good name. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's not a good name. Damian Priest. Uh, and Trevor have great chemistry. It was a nice, brutal match from Spot. I really do understand why. I do not like the comparison anymore that I've seen some people make about him being kind of like NXT's Baron Corbin. He is way better in the ring than Baron Corbin. No offense to Baron Corbin, who's a great heel and has, you know, some uh, decent moves. But Punishment Martinez be doing these, like, acrobatic kicks and just stuff somebody who's 6'7", Probably shouldn't be doing. He's just, he's unbelievable. And I, I like him in the ring. And I can't wait to see what's next with him. I think if you just, uh, if you watch Punishment Martinez work, you know, I don't too much care about the, his talking cadence, like the his deepness of his voice or the way he talks. I don't too much care for it. But when he wrestled, it's over. Just like when he was in ring on. That I shook, loved it. That shook me up when I first heard it. I was like, what is this foolishness? Is he like, joking? What is his voice? Yeah, you didn't even believe it was his real voice. But no, that's him. That's He just has a deep voice. <laughs> A lot of uh, what they what they say you have to get that what they the uh, testicular tes fortitude. Oh, I thought it was, I don't know. I thought they said testosterone. I don't know. No. I don't know. What 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 did they say? There's something they say you have. That's the reason why his voice your voice is deeper or whatever. It's all a lie. It's all genetic. It's just BS. Okay. So all right, whatever. Sound like BS anyway. <laughs> Most of the stuff is BS. Then we had Shazzy Blackheart versus Indy Hartwell. Shazzy did not win. But Indy, Indy was like, 
Oh, how could y'all cheat for me? No, she seemed like just surprised. Oh, just trying to figure out what was going on. She didn't know. They didn't really commit Indy to like uh, the Rob Stone brand or anything. Robert but I'm not surprised. Uh, Rob Stone, the Rob Stone uh, situation that that seemed like the next logical step. I didn't see it didn't make sense for Shotzi to not end up in his crosshairs for running them over or whatever. He's hilarious. He's selling that leg or whatever like crazy. For some reason, Beth and Tom Phillips was getting real catty with each other over Rob Stone. That's the only time Tom Phillips actually seemed to show sympathy for any heel. So I don't know if he was turning heel just for Rob Stone. I don't know what it is. But either way it goes, the point is, yeah, they was they was just exactly. They was being very catty to you, so no lie. <laughs> but uh anyway it goes. I like the match. And it was say, like I said, the next logical pro- progression. Uh but uh, I think we obviously know what will happen when that inevitable Shotzi versus Aaliyah match happened. Yep. I don't really think Aaliyah went out. Hey, surprise me. Surprise me, Hunter. Then we had a video package um, showing le- – why, why does nobody put L in front of? It's not just Legend of the Phantom. Ugh. <laughs> El Legardo del Fantasma celebrating um, all of their spoils. Um, for winning last week. Yeah, this was a great little promo segment. I like I like the little reference about Drake Maverick only having his job uh, because he cried on YouTube. It was kind of, it was nice and heartless the way I want my basketball. Uh, <laughs> I also love this promo for another reason. Uh, he put over Joaquin Wilde and how he can knock out anybody, and he called uh, Raul Mendoza a technical master. So he really did a great job of not only letting you know that he is the cruiserweight of the future, but they kind of had a group talk just about how good they all are. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like I told you, Triple H do not mind having factions. And that's one thing I really, really appreciate. I can't wait to see what else happens. And uh, I won't – this is mine. This is just me. At, since I like the Legato, uh, I like what they're doing, let's do this. Cruiserweight champion Santos Escobar, give them a shot at Imperium or something. Or, or whoever – uh, when, I mean, I, I like Imperium, but they're not even on television as tag champions. So yeah. make this whole fashion get gold. Don't rush it. I get it. It takes time. But I'm just saying, give more. Give them more to do because I really, really, really like uh, what they're doing. I, I mean, come on. Think, a, a, a faction, in the, even though I'm not saying they're all in the Cruiserweight division, a faction that's based around a Cruiserweight champion, mm-hmm. Vince would never do it. No. He didn't care about the bill. No. The same way. Obviously don't care about that division because – I don't even I don't even know how many cruiserweights we got, but we started off with a lot, and now we got like a lot less. Three. <laughs> we started off with a lot, now we got a lot less. Okay. Anyway, it's time to bask in his glory. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Anyway, that was trash. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I know. got you. For I he can't... is limitless. <laughs> it was the uh, double champ versus well, Dominic Dijakovic for the double championship. But Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic, like you said, it was a great match as yeah. always. Just yeah, just like come on. Once they booked it, I already knew it was gonna happen. It was just gonna be another another great back and forth match. Probably not as good as the other ones, but it's unfair because they've they've done it so much now that you know you compare it to some of those ones with the crowds. It's just hard to make the same type of magic in the current state of the world. But uh, they did. They they show tried. They did a great job at it, and uh, I loved it. Keith Lee wins, and I love the message from uh, Carrie. Uh, I'm not calling it Killer Cross. I love the message from Killer Cross. Uh, it's just great. Uh, you know, I like how all you need to see is Scarlet to know what's going on. You know, that's 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 some. Uh, I don't know if I want to even label her just a manager, but she is managing him. But uh. That's something that I you don't really see much from the manager perspective. Like they do it for they do it for Brock. So that that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Like Paul Heyman will show up and we know he's speaking for Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. If you see what I'm trying to say. So they I like how they kind of giving Killer Cross that serious feel. And he deserves it because he's a monster, man. He's a monster. And and I, I think not too long after this, they said it all. I, I know they might bring it up on your uh Sheep, but let's just go ahead and get into it. I can't wait to see. I, I know what's going. I know who's probably going to win because I just don't see you making Killer Cross lose this match. But him and Dijakovic should make magic also because Dijakovic's just a good wrestler. He's just great in the ring. So, what's next for Dijakovic after this? I have no clue. But uh, him and Killer Cross are going to at least take. 
they're going to at least do a great job, in my opinion, next week. I just know it because, uh, like I said, you got Dijakovic, who's a beast, and then Killer Cross, everything. The way they're presenting him, you can't tell me he's not a beast. He seems like one. They're doing a great job with that. And uh, I can't wait to see what's next. Next, we have a palate cleanser. Um, Timothy Thatcher versus Denzel Desjardins. Yeah, as soon as I saw, uh, I, I seen Thatcher come out first, and then I saw uh, Dejanet pop up on the screen, or Dejanet pop up on the screen, and I just immediately was like, oh, poor, poor Denzel, poor Denzel. See, I was, I was And then tight. they showed the vignette earlier of him, of, by the way, they showed the vignette earlier of Timothy Thatcher just bragging on breaking, almost breaking the arm or shoulder or whatever of Oni Lorcan. So... It didn't really. It didn't really sit with <laughs> like I said. I like I told you, Denzel was you know probably going to get his arm took off, but it was his leg <laughs> instead. But yeah, yeah, and I was I was hyped because Denzel actually got an entrance. I was like, hey, he got got music, got the video package with his cut up tile. Yeah, it looks like it just looked like a big tile. I agree. <laughs> it uh, was a big tile I'm with a hole you, in it. It was a tile with a hole in it. You think I'm joking, but it really was. <laughs> I'm just hoping that it wasn't. That's all. Um, and then Munchie was like, "You must not have saw who came out first. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, nah, who?" And then they they cut the the camera to uh, Timothy. I was like, "Oh, well." Yep, it's over. Just and that that explains that match right there for you. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, he tried to uh, take liberties and you know put the submission on or put the beat down on Denzel after the bell bell look, you know, to be extra vicious like Tim Thatcher has known to be at this point. But Oni Lorcan came to make the save. So, obviously, Oni Lorcan and Tim Thatcher will be battling again at some point. I'm not sure when. But I know it will be good because Oni Lorcan has been a monster in the ring. And Tim Thatcher is a great, great catch wrestler. So, I think that was that, that great catch wrestling match uh, I told you about a couple weeks ago that they had. So, I really think that they saw the reaction of people on Twitter because it was a lot of people talking about it. I forgot who exactly. It was a, a religion, a wrestling legend who gave them props. I think Edge. Edge was talking about this is great stuff. So, I really think, you know, stuff like that from Edge or stuff like that from the people who really enjoyed that match made this a feud because I think maybe Oni was just the first victim for Tim Thatcher. And mm-hmm. then now it's a feud because they were like, no, we need you guys to Make more magic. So, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I like it. It's going to be great catch wrestling. Get ready. Um, and then some vignettes. Well, not vignettes. Some video. Or, eh, some some storytelling. Um, next week, we're going to be getting Dexter Loomis versus. Killian um, Dane. Killian Dane. Like, like, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it uh, looks like Killian Dane in a sort of like, do what I want you to do or I'll beat you up kind of way. It's part of the Robert Stone brand because he let Robert Stone set the match. For him, so I don't know. Uh, gonna be pretty good to see. Anytime Dex is in the ring, I'm interested. He's creepy, he's scared, but he keeps me watching. So I think it'd be cool. And Killian, we know. Come on now, Killian is a big monster. So yep, can't wait to see what happens. All right, and now let's get into the main event of the show. The women, the women, the NXT Women's Championship. Match. Yes, yes, Eo yes. Shirai versus Tegan Knox. Um, Eo retained, but it was a very good long match. Very drawn out. They gave him pretty much the last 25, 30 minutes of the show, as I like to take note and highlight, because it kind of shows me just, uh, you know, not only, not, not only does the positioning of the match, but how long the match is really makes uh, a big point, in my opinion. We, we of, see who uh, the stars are here. Or, yeah, at least or at least what they want you to focus on. And I'll get into that, especially with the first match on AEW's card, because it's not so much about the length, but it's just like the way the match can be put together can tell you what what the goal of the match is. And I love this match. I like this match. It was pretty good. Anytime Tegan Knox is fighting someone smaller than her, uh, it's, it's just like another level of greatness. What's going on? And ad started playing. Thanks a lot. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot, whoever that was. Advertisement for ruining things was, for I me. Think it was. I don't know. They're not getting their plug here. But anyway, <laughs> nope, not getting their plug here, you guys. Like I was saying, uh, I love when she fights people who are smaller than her, especially when she does a choke slam and uh, certain moves. Like she's so, like the Molly go rounds looks like deft when she's doing it to someone who's smaller than her. And I love even from even her running thing, uh, running flip when I call ass to the face because that's basically what 
it all looks like, just look like ass straight to the face while you're sitting in the corner. All of her moves look great when EO is taking them. And it's kind of reminded me of like when, uh, when uh, I, don't, I hate doing this, but yeah, Kyrie Sane or a lot, another smaller, like the smaller wrestlers, they just make this stuff look beautiful. Uh, I'll get into that again later about smaller wrestling making things look insane. But uh, EO prevailed as she as she should have. It was her first defense. She used the Shote. Shout out to Juice and Thunder Liger who retired this year. This year so. It's a great time for him to retire too. Yeah, it's a great time to take off. He <laughs> chose a great time to get out of him and uh, Nakanishi. Chose, yeah. a great, chose a great time yeah. to try to just go home. <laughs> chose a really good time. But uh, hit, she hit the Shote and then, you know, it's Moonsault City after that. Shout out to Muda and Juice and Thunder Liger. And that's it, you know. Great victory. I love Io Shirai. Let's see what, what happens next. Rhea Ripley says she's keeping an eye on this. So, who's well, next for Io? Dakota's next for Io. How do you know that? That's confirmed? Allegedly. Um, while Io was celebrating, I guess it got cut off for us for Hulu. Um, but while Io was celebrating on the ramp, Dakota Kai came and knocked her. Gotcha. So, yeah, that happens for us sometimes. You know, they... they Whenever they try to go over the air time on air, we don't get to necessarily end. So that's fine. She warned us that she would be uh, that she's coming for it, and I don't mind it. That's an, uh, I feel like that's another uh, good match, and Dakota Kai has done, done great in her uh, new role. I think she deserves it. Uh, we'll see. All right, let's let's switch the tone. Hit a button. That's a trash button. <laughs> you just said a button. I'm doing what it's, you say. Don't stop hitting buttons because this is going to be like completely biased commentary and I don't care. <laughs> All right. AEW started with the TNT championship match. It was Cody versus Sonny Kiss. Like I said, this is going to be like. Like I said, this is going to be like completely biased. I love Sonny Kiss. I loved Sonny Kiss's entrance. I love. By the way, I loved it too. It was pretty. I wasn't expecting it, but I loved it. It was pretty cool. Like, I told, I literally told Munchie the other day, I was like, oh my God, Munchie, I'm just jealous of them shoulders. Like, (laughs) Sonny has, like, some good shoulders uh, aside from his assets. Sonny is a sick athlete. He is. Strongest legs in the business. (laughs) Yeah, JR decided to let you know. Like, and um, I hate how. There's been so much controversy online about this title match because Sunny Kiss is a hell of a worker. Sunny Kiss has been working dark matches, and she went from losing to to winning to being in a tag team to being like sh- there has been levels to this evolution. Okay, Sunny's been tough, and I hate that um, people online can feel like they can say certain things because of somebody's outward appearance or sexuality, anything like that. Like that has nothing to do with his in-ring work. Yeah. I, I, I definitely disagree with anyone who can tell me that uh, they can watch him wrestle and then have a problem with that, with the way he wrestles. I, I just don't see it. He's great in the ring, very creative, like the spots, the 450 splash he do is like beautiful because the impact, if you see what I'm trying to yes. say, it like it's not just a flip. Like it looks like it hurt, exactly. <laughs> like it knocked the wind out of him and whoever's fighting. It's great. And then all the flashy shit he does, like the whole um, backflips and handstands he does, just to turn around and slap you in the face. Yeah, I love a. I love the the way the match is put together. Cody was really really frustrated that he couldn't finish Sonny. He they the whole goal of this match was not look at how good Sonny Kiss is. Exactly. And then this is why we hired. This part. It's not because we wanted to look good or have representation. No, we hired Sonny Kiss because Sonny Kiss is a great fucking wrestler. Exactly. And that's what this match showed. And that's what I think the goal of the match was. That's why Cody it, it worked so hard. First of all, Sonny Kiss took a vertebraker. I'm scared as hell to take a vertebraker to this day. You tougher than me already, Sonny. I'm not taking the vertebraker. Okay, maybe if they depend me certain, you know, uh-huh. depend if I get a bonus, I might take the vertebrae. Head bounce right off the mat. Like, god damn it, Sonny. But it, then the spike, he used the spike uh crossroads, crossroads to, to finish. finish. 
So it was just, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful match. I love raising the hand after the match. I like how Cody showed a mean streak and was just so frustrated and like I supposed to finish this motherfucker. It was it was just great. It was just great. It was great. It was, it was such a good match. I liked it. Uh, and I like I said, I just don't see how you can watch them in the ring. Like it, you have your own issues with Sonny if you can't enjoy the way he wrestles. In my opinion, exactly. It was a great match. You got about, your own issues. The thing about wrestling is, at least for us, that, um. What happens outside of the ring is, is or television or television outside of the television, whatever is not um, nearly as important important as far as storytelling as what happens on the TV screen and in the ring. Exactly. Yeah. And anybody's life outside of outside of their their occupation is their life, and you can't judge nobody for it because can't nobody judge you for it. So I don't feel the need to to go any further with that. It just is what it is. Sonny killed it. Oh no, I, we don't need to go further than that. And I think Cody's reply to the, the things we, I did see, no, mm-hmm. and like it just makes me wonder. Like I can only imagine how Sonny's mentions and stuff look, right? And, and all that I can only imagine. But the stuff that we do see. Cody's reply is the perfect reply to it because we don't, like you said, we don't need your eyes on. If you change the channel because you can handle the way Sonny looked or whatever it is, then good. Don't watch. Nobody needs you to watch at all. So, like, my hair is not done, but if I had my hair done, I would like flip that bitch hard. Um, <laughs> at that last comment that you made, I actually did the motion. It reminded me of the girl from um a uh, dark. What's her name? Chanel. Oh yeah, that that is one of the most hilarious characters uh, I've ever seen in my life. I died laughing at both matches I've seen. She fought Swole a couple weeks back on Darkness. She fought the Nightmare Sisters last week. Mm-hmm. Love her, love her. I don't. I think it's it's, it's Rochelle Chanel or something like that. It's Rachel Chanel. I think it's something like that. Either way, it goes. She comes out with Chanel bag. She got the the comb. She's patting her hair constantly. It's just. Holding holding her hair for every spot, like yeah. the wig or whatever that she that she's trying to protect may come off. Like it's just a great, it's just she's, great. She's just popping great. her gums. So like, entertaining. Love it. Okay, next we had FTR versus the Lucha Bros. Um, I actually forgot who won. That was a good match. Okay, FTR. FTR won. won. FTR great FTR match. Won. It was a great finish too, by the way. Penta that- was frustrated at one point. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they had a couple. They had a little miscommunication on the one spot, and you can see the little frustration. But they got they got it together and started doing some stuff. Even FTR did a dive. Uh, who what? Which one Cash, is it? Cash. Cash. Cash Wheeler did the dive, uh, and it was nice. A nice suicide dive into like a DDT kind of thing. It, it was, was it was beautiful. And then Ray Phoenix, like I said again, I'm gonna say this every time I watch him wrestle. Ray Phoenix is on another level. Like. Ray Phoenix is the man. I don't care what uh, nobody say. I remember how that I love was. him and Penta together, but Ray Phoenix is the man. But yes, you know you should remember because that's really the highlight. Besides what happened after the match, this is really the highlight of the match. I love the creative decision to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna rip your mask off, and we know you're gonna have to cover it up. So let me roll you up after because you're too busy right. trying to cover up." It's just it's a great finish. I love it. it was a great dirty little slimy FTR finish, and I liked it. Uh. And like I said, anytime Penta and Ray Phoenix are in the ring, I'm going to be glued to the TV screen, and I'm going to enjoy it because they're just that good at their jobs. So, uh, yeah, uh, I liked it. It was really, really good television. And then what happened after the match uh, really got me hyped. No, You know what? A, a couple of things that happened after a couple of matches got me really, really hyped for what's to come. So Then. And during. I, I that's, get into it. That's true. Then Chris Jericho had something to say. Yes, he did. First of all, we now refer to Le Champion as the demo god. The demo god. <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every second of it because he was <laughs> explaining to fans or whoever whoever wants to brag that NXT has been winning in the ratings or whatever overall. He was letting them know they're not winning in the spo- the demographic that gets you the sponsorships and the big money, the 18 to 49 demographic. He has never lost in that demographic, according to Chris Jericho. <laughs> and I just, I loved it. I love every second of him bragging. He he hyped up how great his and Orange Cassidy match was, which I told y'all last week it was great. Uh, but then he said, nope, not doing it again. No rematch. <laughs> and uh, Orange Cassidy comes out and says nothing. And Jericho just annihilates him by just saying, you're a sloth. You're lazy. First of all, he said lazy in like three different ways. You're a sloth. You're lazy. 
He just, it was just hilarious. He just kept was like, you know, you don't care about anything. Yeah, that's, that's what he did. He was just giving them all types of insults. And then all Orange Cassidy had to do was give him a thumbs up and a thumbs down. And there go the orange juice covering the inner circle. Or teas and, and orange peels. It looked like it was pulpy, maybe. <laughs> but uh, Ortiz bumping around like a fool. The only one bumping, by the way. Like a the only one slipping and bumping. You know no, what? everybody else is just standing there shocked. You know he don't wear real shoes, right? He wears a little yeah, finger. Yeah, exactly. Ain't no grip on No him. grip. Right, right. So he was probably legit. Couldn't stand up. Uh, but then they hand Jericho the Orange Cassidy tile. He loses his mind. <laughs> just, oh, just so. That's one thing about Jericho. He commits. The $7,000 check. He was committed. Like, he is a very, very committed. Like, and then, and then we were just blessed with Jericho on commentary for the rest of the night. It was just, uh, and he just all throughout the night just had gems upon gems. Obviously, you guys, I think we are definitely going to get that rematch. He said it. He was like, you know what? And He's getting a rematch. Uh, also, Jurassic Express, who was laughing at Jericho right after, uh, you know, in their promo, yeah. they're also going to get it yeah. <laughs> because Jericho has it out Marco. for them. Especially Marco. Yes, he's going to try to hurt poor Marco. He's probably going to get attacked next week because I think they set up a yeah, Jurassic Express versus him and Hager. Yeah, the hurt, the hurt. They're guys. definitely gonna get. They're definitely gonna get Marco. <laughs> Poor <Yes>. Marco. <clears throat> um, speaking of Jurassic Express, he said he said Lucha Express. See, I've said that too. <laughs> so I get it. I understand. Lucha Express, no Jurassic Express. Uh. But they had a very, very exciting match that we have to talk about. This trios match yeah. with the elite was. Can we get some trios titles? Just as insane. I, they they might have to. They might as well have trios belts. I think they 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 have they do enough trios and tag matches in general for one. They do. Uh, but by the way, like this match is insane. We seen some spots by the way that Marco. Not only the bumps he was taking, but like this insane destroyer spot. And just sometimes he got overshot where I thought they almost killed him. And then at the end of all, like the end of the match, not only was he taking the big V trigger, he took this incredible, like, he took a snapdragon that I thought from Kenny that Kenny, I thought Kenny almost killed him. And then he did the one winged angel where I thought Kenny almost killed him. And then after the match, Kenny gets looks at the camera or looks over to the uh, heel side. He's like, "Oh, he's so good." Points at him, give like the camera a little a little kiss of his hands or whatever, and he just beat start beating up Marco. Yeah, and he starts to lose his mind. And if you know anything about, if you remember his former character, the cleaner in New Japan, you know he was very unhinged. And this is what I was saying, and I, I didn't get a chance to touch on this because I've kind of moved past the Lucha Bros. Uh, a little too fast, but before this, the FTR already threw the beat. He tried to make a peace peace treaty or whatever with the with FTR, and they threw beer. They poured beers on him, and I was like, "Wow, they really are going this far." So I think that played a factor in what he did. And also during the match, he didn't notice, but Hangman Page just having drinks with FTR. Like what happened earlier didn't matter. And I know Hangman don't care. He just have drinks. No, Hangman petty. Yeah. He was like, oh, you out here having a match with these, with these That's young That's fair, bucks? too. Probably. That's fair. But obviously, the obviously FTR or whatever is coming, or coming between. Uh, or who knows? Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's uh, Kenny who's about to make the big change. Either way it goes, it, I really team. love the teasing of the cleaners character yeah. i don't know where it's going but i love the teasing because if you know anything about that kenny omega he was ruthless he was unbelievably uh aggressive and then i remember uh you talked about uh since he's gonna be coming back to the cleaner you he need to slim back down <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's another thing he was he looked completely different in those days with the with a slimmer face and a little bit less muscle put on uh but uh i don't know we'll see i can't wait to see it i hope he turns back into more of a cleaner style character and we told you rumor is he will be having that big single run that we are hoping for so we shall see when it comes but i still believe kenny omega if not the best he's up there like he's still in okada's and the rest of these like upper echelon talent that we mm-hmm. pe- that we put on top He's up there. I think another people, the person that probably wasn't in that top five wrestles throughout, like just in general, who who may be up there now. Drew McIntyre is coming, by the way. Mm-hmm. If he's not in there in any of those conversations, he's coming because he's been unbelievably dominant. But uh, yeah, 
Kenny Omega, in my opinion, is still one of the best, and I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to unleash. I said I it last time, and I'm gonna say it again. Kenny, unleash, unleash Kenny Omega is gonna destroy shit. I agree. Um, get get my um my cheers button ready. We had a MJ Jenkins sighting. So it was, I refuse to call them the Nightmare Sisters. It was Brandy um, <laughs> and Allie. Until they, st- until they actually start acting like some sisters. Well, maybe they are. I don't know. Sisters argue. Everybody, family argues. No. They, our family make faces at each other like they do. Sister in laws, I guess. <laughs> QT ain't even. Blood. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> he 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 hang around some for some reason. Anyway. Oh well, he's a nightmare fan. So it was it, it was Brandy and Allie versus MJ Jenkins and Kenzie Page. Or as we like to put it, they will be in action. <laughs> exactly. Uh short match. I wish we got a little bit more time to see MJ MJ do her thing. Mm-hmm. But uh it doesn't matter. Uh I just like to see her employed. Exactly. It's nice to see her just, you know, getting a gig anyway. And uh, I, I like, like, again, I like some of the stuff. I, like, I, I think I noticed this in the match we talked about. Brandy seems to be moving at a different speed. I remember uh, last year and just in the past when she was in TNA wrestling, she was still, you know, getting used to, you know, working. So her hitting the rope, something as simple as hitting the rope, she would do kind of in a slower motion. Now she's kind of, you know, moving with more speed. Her timing is a little bit better. So I think she's only going to get better. And I think having people like Dustin around and uh, and Cody and just having QT, who is a wrestling trainer, mm-hmm. like having those people around her, you can obviously tell that she's uh, getting better in the ring. Even Allie, like I said, Allie is more of a uh, – I've, I've heard of Allie wrestling a little bit longer than uh, Brandy has been wrestling. So anyway uh, – uh, good match. I can't wait to see what's next. I don't know if uh, Allie is going to obviously turn on them. We don't know what's coming, but uh, it's nice to see. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. If they're going to be doing this Nightmare Sister thing, I'm not mad at people saying they need women's tag belts. You know, uh, nobody else has a like a little team in the women's division that I can think of. That's fair. So, it'd be not, I mean, it'd be nice to have a couple more. Then Nyla Rose has something to say. Uh, so basically, this is a big old announcement of who is her manager, and let's just go ahead and just go ahead and get the claps ready, so I can go ahead and say it. Shout out to Vicky Guerrero. I think I told you when she was doing this beautiful stuff, her beautiful work with the Inner Circle, and all that. I think I told you. I hope they find something for her, and they did. Mm-hmm. And I think managing Nyla Rose. I think back in the WWE days, she managed people like Dolph, and I don't, I don't. Edge. She managed Edge too. So. Uh, she was also the general manager at the time, so it was kind of a little bit fishy. But, yeah, I got you. She managed them, too. So, she she didn't manage a woman that I can recall when she was in WWE. If she did, you know, I'm sorry. But, uh, so, it's kind of cool to see this this side of Vicky. And Vicky's always been good at getting heat. So, uh, and it was a great, strong promo. I like Vicky. So, I can't wait to see what, what else they do with her. And, like I said, again, I love how AEW treats the elder statesmen on their uh Payroll. Uh, payroll, exactly. Or like whatever it is. Like the, they they use their legends, like all of their legends. We saw numerous shots of Tully Blanchard. We saw Orrin Anderson doing this thing. Right, Tully Blanchard, by the way, shout out to you for by sitting by yourself and masked up. I support that. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, uh, like I just like that. Like, you know, Taz, you know, get the, you know, these old, it's older people. Jake. Uh, exactly, Jake the Snake, forgot about Jake. Exactly. So it's all the people who can still util- you can utilize and bring stuff to this business. And I guess I can give the other day props for Ric Flair, but you know, it's like I said, I don't know why you're doing a protege angle with somebody who's 40, but this ain't gonna, this ain't y'all show right now. I worry about the main roster some other time. All right. And then I think I got my orders wrong. It oh, might man. it may have been before this Boy, match or after, but Sheeta also had something to say. Basically, she's ready. And so, for anybody, for anybody, uh, Abaddon said, Be careful what you wish for on Twitter, and it has 666 likes. So, I didn't like the post, I wanted to leave it like that way. It was very fitting. I don't, and Abaddon is terrifying. So, I don't, I don't want Abaddon to to come after Sheeta. If Abaddon comes after Sheeta, it is trouble. I don't think Sheeta can, I don't know, I don't know anybody gonna survive. I'm scared of her, I'm legit scared of Abaddon. Like, her Twitter is awesome, though. But I'm legit scared of Abaddon. I just got chills thinking about her face. Okay. 
Now, let's go on to this main event. <laughs> it was for the AEW Championship. That was not the end of the show. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> it was John Moxley. No, you didn't do it like this. I, I did. John. Oh, God. Moxley. I almost fell out the chair. John Moxley. Stop it. Versus Brian Cage. It's always John. Stop. Versus Brian Cage. Who can stop the path to Cage? Who better? Nobody. 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 But, but Moxley warned you early in the night he's going to break your arm. And he, he did say and that. What he did. He targeted the arm. Hey, it was a great match, though. Like, Brian Cage threw this man. He was curling him at one point. Brian yeah. Cage is unbelievably uh, strong. I mean, obviously, look at him. But it's just like. Uh, he also can bring certain things to the ring uh, that you don't expect. He's not just a, a little uh, like just a normal power wrestler. I like uh, the things that he can do uh, inside the ring. He, I like his presence also, and I like the storytelling. You know, he wasn't gonna tap. I knew that, and I saw the orange tie. I kind of connected the dots as the arm bar was sinking in. That Taz is probably gonna throw in the tie for him, but uh, you know, uh, I Brian Cage has been money in, in other organizations, so. I'm not surprised that him and Moxley had a good match here. Moxley's doing a great job. And I love the callback at the end of the night with Darby Allen returning. Uh, you know, I like the little continuity there that Darby Allen should still be pissed at Brian Cage. And it's nice to see that he's clear. So, uh, I don't know what's next for the AEW champion as far as challenges goes. Uh, I don't know if he's going to continue this with Brian Cage or is it someone else who's next, uh, but we will see. Who's at the top of the rankings? Right and now? that's what we'll have to check at some point. Uh I'm not. I'm assuming the rankings are not updated today. But maybe see. they are. You can check right now, and then we can go into rumors. But great match. I love the match, and uh, again, another great uh, psychological finish. Like I said, I like the way Moxley. It's not the same thing. Moxley is doing kind of like what I what I was commending Okada for doing, which is kind of like I remember in WWE, it was pretty much dirty deeds or busts. He's using submissions, the great MMA stuff he's learning from Randy Couture. So, uh, I like it. I like Moxley. I like. I've been liking uh, what he's been doing, and he's he's eighteen oh or nineteen oh and one. You guys, so insane. What's up? Number one is MJF. Okay, that that makes logical sense. Now, will he get the shot? He's in action. I want. He's can, in action next week. Hopefully, he'll call out Moxley. You can choose either or, though. So. I know that's what it's, I've been noticing that. Three is Lance Archer. Four is Jericho. Okay, Archer. I see that. Yeah, Jericho. And then five is Brody Lee. Cool. So it won't be those last two. So it's probably out of Archer and MJF if you go by the rankings, unless they shoot someone else up the ranking in the next few weeks. We'll keep eyes on that. We'll keep tabs on who's next. We shall also see together next Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. This has been a, a great, great night. Uh, that was a great night of wrestling, and also you lump in our great weekend with the New Japan Cup. Hey, I can't complain. I told you Raw wasn't half bad either. It wasn't bad. Like I said, the only thing that let me down was that uh, I'm not even going to bring it up. It was just bad. I told you guys that. It was bad. But anyway. Hit, hit my button. It is time for the highest rated segment of the show. Gossip Corner. 55 million viewers. Sure. All right. Eh. We, we, we almost had an hour, so I'm going to make this short. Um, WWE wants Charlotte Flair back by SummerSlam, but that probably ain't going to happen because of... Don't rush, that, don't rush her back. She just had surgery. Leave her alone. Exactly. Or oh, she's having surgery, so come on now. She's got to get that surgery Why would you right? rush her back? Um, and she also has a TV project that's supposed to be scripted for a big network. She got 15 title reigns. That's not, that's not the legit number, but I'm just saying, she can do... She, this is the time for her to take a break and do what she got to do. I don't mind it. It's what I'm trying to say. Fair enough. Let her do what she got to do. She's been, she's been, like I told you, other than that, other in, other than the other thing, other times she had to leave to, for surgery or whatever, mm -hmm. she's been one of the most active wrestlers. She left in, in 2018. General, in general. So, like, 
Before that, she went like three, four, five years straight without worrying, but probably even longer than that. So I don't know. So the point is, is that she is one of the most active and durable so far, in my opinion, women's wrestlers there are. So her and Bailey. Bailey's been around too. Just durable, durable, durable. But anyway, exactly. Um, Dave Melter reported the obvious. He said that Bianca Belair was on Raw as a replacement for Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot's match. Obviously. Um, yeah, you don't have to mess. You don't have to mess up the moment for us. We just happy to see you. Shut up. Obviously, exactly. Then, um, Raven, you know Raven, Scott Levy, Levy, Raven, yeah, the flock, yeah. Quote he, the Raven. Yes, no more. He said that he heard from the Levy. Grave, I think it's Levy, not Levy. Keep going. He said that he heard from the Grapevine. Quote quote. Grapevine. That Billy Corgan was not planning to restart NWA. Um. Right now, through the grapevine, keep that in mind. Keep going. Um, that's it. Oh, that's 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 the rumor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was expecting the bombshell. Okay. All right. Whatever. Uh, I, Billy, take your time. Right. Don't be putting a lot going on. Right folks at- they have a closed set anyway, so I can see NWA wanting to come back, but they need to get their uh president situation and stuff yeah. together. That's what we're worried about. So take your time. Find you know someone better than get that other a hole. Yeah, get the right people. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, a Tokyo Sports article indicated that Kyrie Sane will be returning to Japan with an announcement expected around SummerSlam. So don't know if it's more in an ambassador capacity or if she'll just be like completely leaving WWE to go wrestle there again. Um, but the time will tell. Time will tell. We shall see. I love Kyrie Sane, so no matter how... Don't matter what she's doing now, ambassador role. If I, like I said when you originally told uh, told me about this, uh, if it's something that she wants as far as the ambassador thing goes, then I'm all for it. I just hope she's not being forced out of the ring. That does always heartbreaking things. And I heard this last concussion was really really rough, but they put her back in the ring, so I'm assuming she uh, is feeling okay. So now knowing that, I really really want uh, this Oscar and Kyrie same match. Uh, I really feel like Kyrie Sane could have been a very, very big, big star for them. Uh, I told you guys that just just the last show how much how much I love Kyrie Sane. So, uh, you know, it sucks that they may have may not have that, but at the same time, uh, we'll see. You know, we don't know what's going on. Honestly, this is just a rumor. But uh, if it is, if it is to be true, and she is going to be an ambassador, I still support and still love Kyrie Sane, and I understand, man. You know, everybody's time comes to her end in the ring. And as far as I know, does she, doesn't she have a, a family? Yeah, she's got a husband. A now. husband. So like she's like she she probably wants to go home. Also, just go home in general. Who knows? You know who who knows what's going on? And I I commend like I mean they give so wrestlers give so much, especially when you work for a place like WWE, being on the road as constant as they do. So anytime they want to you know go home or whatever it is or stop, I'm always you know, forward, and I understand it. And it doesn't change how great I think Kyrie Sane is or was or whatever you want to look at, however you want to look at it. So now I really, really hope that we can get this Oscar and Kyrie Sane match for the Women's Championship. That's it. That's all. All righty. Gossip Corner. Well, this was another fun show, you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, checking it. I appreciate you guys checking it out. Keep supporting uh, the wonderful world that is pro wrestling. The wonderful, but it, it has issues. That's that's literally the world in general right now. It can be so wonderful at times, but we have so many bleeping issues that uh, it'll be nice if we could, you know, move along with the times and fix. But, hey, as they keep trying to drill in my head, all that takes time. Anyway, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying you, uh, you guys' families and staying safe and Whatever is going on, it's just been a highly stressful time in this world in general. So I appreciate you taking the time in this climate especially to check out this show and listen to us vent and talk about what we love, and that's pro wrestling and wrestling television in general. So uh, I can't wait to really get a camera and get started on my YouTube uh, journey the way I want it properly. I know I've said this a couple of times, but uh, I cannot wait to get everything going. I got so much just stored thoughts that I really would like to 
do it. And I would like to get a camera for this show so you guys can, you know, be a little bit more intimate. You know, get to get to see and know us and all of that, all that jazz. So I can't wait. But anyway, thank you guys for checking it out. It's been another, another beautiful show. And I will see you guys when I see you. I will hear you when I hear you. Adios. Thank you.